Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94, between Highway 164 and Highway F in Ridgeview Corporate Park, and in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also serve as clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Lisa Giesenbauer president of Evolution Marketing, and the chair and co-founder of Be Local Wisconsin. Thank you for coming, Lisa. Hello, Heather. Thank you for having me. Today, we are going to talk about stakeholder economy and all things related to that. And part of that movement, um, different way of doing business, is certified B Corps. And so, Lisa, let's just dive in. Maybe you want to give us a bit of background of yourself, and then we can start talking about, you know, really what does this, what does stakeholder economy mean? Okay, great. Um, so, hi, <laughs> my name is Lisa Giesen Bauer, and I'm located in Neshota, Wisconsin. So, my business is Evolution Marketing. We are a sustainability consultancy, and then we help clients in the marketing communication space to share their sustainability stories. So, one might say we're impact storytellers. We've been doing this for 16 years in Waukesha County, and we became a certified B Corp in 2018. We were the seventh in the state of Wisconsin. And to kind of dig into, you say, well, what's a certified B Corp? Corp. Mm-hmm. Well, a certified B Corp is a business that has uh, received a score of over 80 points on what's called the B Impact Assessment. This is a third party audited assessment, and that assessment looks at um, a complete system or the holistic approach to how that business does business. So, for example, when we think about what is USDA certified organic, that means the literal product has actually been certified organic and it's been verified by a third party. Well, for B Corp, it's literally the entire business. So it's your workforce, it's your supply chain, it's your operations. If you're in a eco-friendly building, what have you done within your building? Um, holistically approach to unpacking all of the business. All of that gets verified through this B Impact Assessment. And it's also audited by a third party, which is B-Lab Global. So if you reach that 80 points, that means your business is operating in a social and environmentally impactful manner. So 80 points out of a total scale of 200. Of 200. Okay, that, that sets a good context of what we're we're on the curve we're talking about, right? Well, and also understand that I believe over 200,000 businesses have used the B-Impact assessment, but we only have about... Uh, the actual number is 7,939 current certified B Corps in the world. So a lot of businesses are using this tool, but they have not went through the full assessment to be verified and audited. Okay. And and even though 80 out of 200, um, you know, that's like a 40%, you know, if you were taking a, a final exam in college. Um it sounds like it's fairly rigorous. It's, it's incredibly arduous. Yeah. Uh, r- yeah. Rigorous, yes. Arduous, yes. And um, I think if you look, many of the companies that come in 
when they come in the first time. So I'm in the process right now of re reapplying for my third time of Evolution Marketing being a certified B Corp. So we have to have our application resubmitted by September of 2024. Um, so I'm starting to work on getting all the things together because it does take, I would argue, about a year to get okay. all because you have to document everything and you get you recertify every three years. <laughs> that was my next question. So it's you get the certification, and then every three years, you, recertify. you kind of start over. Yes, and you have to track everything that you've been doing during those three years. So like, for example, if you went to the Evolution Marketing website, I have what's called our impact reports. I put these out every year or every two years, depending upon how busy our schedule is internally, but they showcase our environmental footprint, our operations, and they also talk about how we give back to the community and our corporate social responsibility efforts. Okay. That's that's a lot. That is really a lot. So if we're thinking about this and for our for our listeners who maybe this is new to them, where um like why 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 look at this and what does it mean to somebody who's not a business owner, not a manufacturer, you know, not a service provider? Sure. So um, as we know, COVID taught us a couple of things. One of those is that we literally are in a globally connected world. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much we like to think we're, we're not in a globally connected world, we really are. And especially because we're in Wisconsin, where we have the highest number of manufacturers in the country. And so um, over the last let's just say 20 years in my professional career, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different types of manufacturers in Wisconsin. And many of those manufacturers are parts of bigger companies' supply chains. Mm -hmm. e even my small company is part of bigger companies' supply chains. And what's happened over the last couple of years is there's been this push for transparency within the business world. So if a business says they're doing something, Maybe the public doesn't always believe you if you say you're doing it, so you need to be verified by a third party. Got it. So it could be being audited. Um, there's this, I'm sure you've probably heard of, it's called ISO, ISO, which is International Standard Organization. Mm -hmm. So if you have a sustainability process, you are ISO certified for that. Well, that's kind of what B Corp is, but B Corp is not just one ISO process, it's your entire business. Okay. So if you, if you have folks who are asking, so it could be your stakeholders, meaning it could be your workforce. Um, we also, let's talk about workforce development for a, for a hot moment here. Mm -hmm. We know we've got some challenges in Wisconsin um, tied to our workforce. And I, I say this as the vice chair of the Waukesha Ozaki and Washington County Workforce Development Board. So I'm, I'm talking about this literally from the standpoint of these things are real. And we knew back in 2020 that we were having some workforce challenges, meaning we needed 188,000 workers in 2020 before COVID hit because of the number of folks that are retiring every day, mm -hmm. right? And so then on top of that, we have COVID, we have everything changing the way we do business. And now we have this new kind of model about what is expected in the workplace. And so talking about and being transparent about what your business is doing tied to sustainability, that will help you to attract workforce. And so that's another huge piece of why I think our, specifically Wisconsin businesses, should be thinking about sustainability and thinking about sharing what they're doing with their workforce, because that's how you can attract folks. I have young people who reach out to me every day who want to work at my company. And then I just gave a talk, actually, not too long ago, and I made people in the room raise their hand. You were actually at the talk. I was. And like three quarters of the room, I said, mm -hmm. how many of you are hiring right now? Three quarters of the room raised their hand. And then I said, put your hand down. How many of you are having problems? 
everyone, same hands right. went up again. And that shows that recruitment is, is difficult because we have younger workers who are entering the workforce who have maybe changed their perspective on what they want or what they expect. It's not good or bad. I'm not here to, to have judgment, but I'm, I'm here to say this is what's going on today. And so if your business is talking about sustainability or if your business is a B Corp, let me tell you, you're not going to have the problems with recruitment because young people want to work at B Corps. Because they value things in a different way than maybe we've seen, you know, whether it's previous generations or our, or our more um, experienced and mature workforce where people that are younger coming through again, they their lens is different because their lived experience is different. What their future is going to look like is a lot different than what our older current workforce forces future really looks like just from a longevity perspective yes. and what they see, you know, what, what we can all see happening around us. And then bring it back to we're globally connected world, right? So if you're somebody who has a degree, maybe graduated from um, UW-Milwaukee, and you are able to work for a company out of France, but you're working remotely from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? There's so many more opportunities now post-COVID for global workforce and remote, I should say remote workforce, or people working remotely, right? Correct, yeah. And so because of that, our Wisconsin companies are fighting not only against other companies in their same sector in Wisconsin, but they're actually fighting against companies in other countries that may have more progressive policies or pro-workforce policies. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. So so speaking of like other countries and that global connectedness, you know, where does the United States kind of line up with the with our maturity around stakeholder economy, certified B Corps, you know, Compared comparatively to other parts of the world. All right. Well, I've got some fun data points here, and I'm not just going to talk about the United States, but I'm going to talk about Wisconsin. So first of all, the B Corp movement was actually started in the United States, mm. and this was uh, 2006, 2007, 2008. Uh, it took a couple of years to get the movement off the ground. And um, to that end, the, literally the largest amount of B Corps in the world are in the U.S. So we have 1,886 um, but in the world today, there's 7,939, and they're operating across 92 countries, 162 industries, and they're covering over 728,000 workers. It's pretty amazing, right? Those are some big numbers. Almost 8,000 companies world. worldwide with just under 2,000 being in the United States. Yep. And so in Wisconsin. That's a lot outside of the United States considering how developed we are. Well, <laughs> that and the fact that the movement really didn't, I would argue, take off globally until, I don't know, like 2014, 2015, around there, um, because it was very centered on the U.S. And again, Larger manufacturers who have subsidiaries, I think, helped to bring the B Corp movement mm-hmm. um, around the world. But we have a sister organization. So I should say this. So the B Corp certification is managed by what's called B Lab Global. So that's a global nonprofit, so NGO operating. And then what B Lab Global does is they have partners within each of the different regions around the world. So in the United States, it's called B Lab US and Canada. And mm-hmm. ours, and actually in Puerto Rico, is included in US and Canada and Puerto Rico. And then in South America, it's called Sistema Bay. So that's the, the B Lab for uh, all of South America. Then there's B Lab EU, B Lab UK, B Lab China, <laughs> B Lab Australia. So there's B-Labs now all around the world. Sure. So those 
organizations are helping to grow the movement. And then in Wisconsin or in the U.S., we have what are called B-Locals. So B-Locals are place-based communities of certified B Corps that have come together to help um, raise awareness and educate folks in those regions. So in Wisconsin today, we have 23 certified B Corps. And in the Midwest, we have 189, which I know does not sound like a lot, but it's really, it's huge. Remember I said my company was the seventh certified B Corp in Wisconsin? So we've come a long way, and that was 2018. So today, 2023, we now have 23 certified B Corps in Wisconsin. Right, that is that is a big uh, amount of growth there. That's large growth. And, you know, based on, on what we've talked about previously and we'll get into later in the show, um, is just the overall interest and kind of the momentum that you've seen. So with that, let's take a break and we will be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest on the show today is Lisa Giesenbauer, President of Evolution Marketing and Chair of Be Local Wisconsin. And we're talking today about stakeholder economy, certified B corporations and, you know, history and kind of trends where things are going. So Lisa, you and I have talked about one of the foundations, one of the tenets of certified B Corp and the movement is triple bottom line. Do you want to share with our audience, what does that mean? I would love to, Heather. So triple bottom line, um, some people may be familiar, some may not. So Way back in the day, we were taught when you start a business that you need to hit a bottom line. So that's the economic viability or the the financial rewards of doing business, right? The bottom line. The bottom I mean. line. That's, that's <laughs> right. right. And, and you measure everything by that bottom line, how, how successful you are, what does your growth look like. It's all based on your earnings and your revenue. Mm-hmm. And then when your business gets bigger and you want investors, investors are very concerned about the bottom line and what if they give you money, how much money will they get back? Right. <laughs> tied mm-hmm. to, you know, tied to the success mm-hmm. of the business. Well, in about the the late 80s, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of John Elkington who wrote a book called The Triple Bottom Line. And what John Elkington talked about, and I read this book when I was in graduate school a long time ago, <laughs> what, what, he, what Elkington talked about is that maybe instead of saying just the financial bottom line, maybe we should make it a broader definition. And so he talked about um, three types of line, bottom lines. So the financial bottom line, which is, I, I'm going to argue, economic viability. And I, right. say, I say economic viability, and I don't mean tied to short-term returns. I mean tied to long-term sustainability of your business. You can't be in business over the long haul if you are not actually uh, not only saving money, but slowly growing in a sustainable right. manner, right? Like mm-hmm. the true definition of sustainability is is to maintain existence over time, right? right? Yep. And then the next bottom line would be what I'm calling corporate social responsibility. Um, so that means how is your business giving back to the community that you're located in? How do you interface with your workforce? So I grew up on a dairy farm um, in Delafield, Wisconsin. And as a kid on the farm, we, we learned through 4-H that community was really important because right. if a storm comes through, you help your neighbors, your neighbors help you. We all we all sink or swim together. So for me, community or corporate social responsibility has been baked into my business from the, from the advent because of my early days on the family farm and learning about through 4-H the role the community plays. And then the third one is what I like to call environmental stewardship. Again, growing up on a farm, I learned all about environmental stewardship and 
don't waste things, you know, right. and reuse things, recycle things, um, because on the farm, you you know, you don't have a lot of money and you have to keep going. So you, yeah. you're going to reuse things. Um, waste is just additional cost. Exactly. Right? And, yep. and when there's not a lot extra on a, on a farm, right, to go to go around, using kind of air quotes, so there's not a lot extra to go around, keeping what you've got and using every piece you can. Yep, and taking and care of it. Exactly. And this is a silly example, but, um, you know, when you have carrots, like use the tops. Yep, I use the, the greens, greens. <laughs> and, and salads and soups and stews, as well as obviously the carrot, which is the bottom. Same, well, same thing from a restaurant standpoint. So years ago, I had a friend of mine who's a restaurateur in Milwaukee come out and he did a talk for our local environmental group. And he talked about how he uses the entire chicken where some mm-hmm. people will just buy chicken breasts. He's like, I buy the entire chicken and then yep. I and, and my food is reasonably priced in my restaurant and it's all locally sourced because I use the entire animal. And it's it's really interesting. We're seeing, a, I think, a movement now in the, in the food sector to go back to like right. whole, whole animal farming. And I was literally, my husband had his birthday dinner the other night and at birthday dinner, my mother-in-law got a bone broth um, taco. So it was like a taco over like a bone. It was... And everybody at the table was like, what is that? And I'm like, yeah. it was very reminiscent of me growing up on a dairy farm. Of yeah, all using the... every piece. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think that's now become more mainstream to do that. So those three things, and we, we like to joke about it and say it's people, planet, and profit. So triple bottom line, yeah. running all decision making through the lens of what is how does what you're doing impact your profitability or economic viability. The people, meaning your, the community you're involved in, your workforce, and specifically your supply chain too, right. because we're so integrated in our supply chains. And then the third is um, the planet. So are you making decisions that are positive for the environment? Or are you making decisions that are detrimental? And I think we need to broaden that out to say, when, you, when you're making decisions about the environment, there's usually a cost associated with it. So I'm somebody who likes to use less energy, not just because it's the good, good thing to do, but because it financially makes sense. Right. So, yeah, a lot of programs can really impact the full circle of things, um, especially when you are brought through, say, a process that's going to help you actually tie it all together, you know, and, 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 you know, corporate social responsibility and giving back to the community. There's a lot of wonderful things that that companies can do. And and are doing. And are doing. And there's benefits that can come back as well, you know, like just the way that you are viewed um, yeah, repu- reputation management. Reputation, and it's and it's when it comes from a when it comes from like the heart, right? Um, that's when it's going to be most impactful. Here at Allen Becker, we do a lot of charitable giving. We do um, supply drives for different charities throughout the year. We have our Allen Becker Charitable Foundation. Um, there's a lot of great things that we do here, and we don't just do it to improve our reputation we do it because it's a core value of ours exactly and so some of these pieces like you said you know a, a certified b corp it's not starting just to get the stamp right it's it's to enhance what that company's goals and values and mission are exactly and also to help you so i okay i work with a lot of manufacturers so i like to talk about what's called continuous improvement mm-hmm. so i don't rest on my laurels we, we implement a process or a program after the year of doing that process or program, we, we evaluate it and then we tweak it and we try to make it better or more efficient. And I think 
what I like the best about the B Corp movement is that it's literally built on the idea of continuous improvement, which is why you have to go back every three years and recertify. Right. And every three years, there's a different set of questions. The questions aren't the same every three years. Okay. So it's it's this whole, the B Impact Assessment is literally all about continuous improvement. Because as we continue to evolve and grow as a world, a society, our standards are shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. We also are now being expected to be uber transparent. And uber transparency is because there's been a lack of authenticity in communications and messaging. So like you were talking before about what Ellen Becker's been doing, you're doing this because it's part of your authentic, you're being authentic about right. it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're being fully transparent. You're sharing you have a foundation. You know, those are all really wonderful things. And you're doing that because it's part of your values of your organization. Right. But not all companies are maybe as transparent or have a foundation you know, exactly. there's, there's a lot of claims that get made <laughs> that, that may not be as legitimate as as what we think they should be, right? So part of that is now, if you become a B Corp, you actually have to show the world that you're doing all the things you say you're doing. And through over time to continue yes. <laughs> to keep that certification. You had mentioned like certified organic, you mm-hmm. know, which is which is a certification, obviously. Um, the certified B Corp, you know, another piece of this that that brings up for me is, you know, why is why are there so why are there certifications? You kind of answered that already, but are there more you want to add to that? Sure. So let me just say that there are over thirty five hundred certifications that <laughs> I know about in the sustainability space, and I I do this talk that I've been giving. I want to say probably for 10 years now, highlighting the key certifications that exist out in the world. And the reason I know about these is because part of my work as a sustainability consultant and helping my clients is helping them to get these certifications. Mm -hmm. And they're not all the same. And, And like I said, there's a whole lot of them. The thing is, the B Corp certification, how it's different than all the other ones, I'm going to say like 98% of certifications are either for a product, a process, or a building. Sure. So it's mm-hmm. one piece of that bigger system or operations, right? So like, for example, let's talk about um, the Leaping Bunny certification. So that's a third-party certification that says all of the ingredients that go into your product and then making your product. I mean, of course, it's only in um, the beauty care and um, food line. So there's, there's certain, not everybody can get the Leaping Bunny certification. But the companies that can, they have to show that all of the ingredients, so if you're... Um, a cake maker, and all of your ingredients that came into your cake, you have to show that they were not tested on animals, and then you have to show that when you made, when you assembled it, it was not tested on animals. Okay, so that's just one piece of that whole process. It's not saying, was it organic? It's not saying, were the people that picked the tomatoes that went into this, you know, specialty cake, where they paid a living wage? None of that. It's just about, were animals tested (laughs) throughout the process? So the B Corp certification now looks at all of those things. And what B Corp does is they say, we realize that there are thousands of certifications that exist out there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at all those certifications that exist and the ones that we think tie best in with our our five areas of sustainability, we're going to map those in. So if you have, for example, an ISO certification for um, what's called an environmental management system, that means how you're operating your building is in an environmentally responsible way, and you're measuring and monitoring that, and ISO is coming in third-party audited it, you can actually submit that paperwork in your B impact assessment, and that's 
counts as a third party. So they're saying, okay, we're going to accept that this other third party has said this is how you're operating, and this is how efficient you're building it, which I think to me is really cool. So it's not that they're trying to create a whole new certification. They're building off of these certifications that already exist across the globe, mm-hmm. and they're bringing them together into one one main way of viewing um the organization and so so i think that's very nice because holistic which is really important um because again a lot of companies are not holistic when they start to think about this they start and they do one thing and and that's fine as like an on-ramp into beginning sustainability but if you want to look at everything from a systems perspective or if you want to work towards what's called the united nations sustainable development goals or sdgs Mm -hmm. there's a hundred I'm sorry, there's 17 SDGs, but they cover 169 targets. So those targets are all actions that businesses could be taking. So if you want to work towards doing those, then taking a holistic approach is what you need to do. Because the UN acknowledges that we can't address, for example, um, education, quality education, without looking at our kids able to have access to clean food and healthy water. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely a lot. Um, we can kind of talk more about the entry into certified B Corps, and again, reasons or ways to support or or reasons to like pay attention uh, in in the next break. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Lisa Giesenbauer, President of Evolution Marketing and Chair of the Be Local Wisconsin Group. So as we get back into our topic of stakeholder economy and certified B Corps, you know, Lisa, can you take us through who who is a certified B Corp? And and what are ways to even recognize certified B Corps in products or um, services that we are choosing? Wonderful. It's a great question, Heather. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to say most everybody in the world has heard of Ben & Jerry's, the ice cream (laughs) company. (laughs) They happen to be a certified B Corp, and they're one of our more famous certified B Corps, for lack of a better way of saying it. Uh, another company that many people have probably heard of is Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Um, they they all they not only are a certified B Corp, but they're actually organized as a benefit corporation. And we haven't talked about that, but you can actually there are I want to say over thirty states in the United States that have a, a certification. I'm sorry, a organizational structure at the state level. And in the state of California, um, the founders of, of um, Patagonia, not Ben Jerry's, literally worked with their state legislature to create um, the benefit corporation structure. And I want to say it was 2010 mm-hmm. or 2011 it was passed in Wisconsin um, under a former Governor Walker. He signed into law a benefit corporation structure in, it was February 23rd, 2018, in the state of Wisconsin. And so colleagues and friends of mine worked on helping to get that passed in the state of Wisconsin. So what that means is you can organize your company as like an LLC or an LLP or an S-Corp or a C-Corp. You can also now organize as a B-Corp or a benefit corporation in the state. Now, that's different than being a certified B-Corp. Yeah. Um, but that will then help you if you are looking for investors early on and then you want to be a mission-driven business, you then build that in um, to your structure. That's really interesting. We haven't talked about that. Um, you know, I I know Patagonia. I understand Patagonia. 
I think they do some great things about um, kind of um, making sure their articles of clothing and things last. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't, you can get a new one. Uh, that's kind of big picture. I'm not part of that company, so I don't know the exact <laughs> details of that um, of that warranty, as you will. But I think that's really interesting to know that that we have. Um, Benefit Corps in Wisconsin as well. Yeah, we have, um, I know of about a handful that have come in as benefit corporations. So there were new companies that were founded post-February 23rd, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I understand, I don't know if any of them are yet certified B corporations. But like I said, I know of at least a handful of ones that are organized as benefit corporations. And then, um, so let's talk about Wisconsin. So yeah, we, we kind of talked about big, big picture. Um, some other real big brands that people may be aware of. Um, the Allbirds Shoe Company, Warby Parker, the Glasses Company. Um, just trying to think. There, there, there are a lot of. There's a website. It's called bcorporation.net. If you go to it, you can literally look up if a business is a certified B Corp, and um, then you can actually put in the state that you're in. So, for example, in Wisconsin, uh, our 23 certified B Corps here would show up. And what's really interesting about the score is that it actually shows your score on the B Impact Assessment on that page. So it's oh, a publicly facing yes. transparency of like, this is what your score is in these different areas. Um, so in Wisconsin, we have what I'm gonna say are a handful of CPG or consumer packaged good companies. So mm. for example, in um, Metro Milwaukee area, because you know we're in Metro Milwaukee, uh, we have Rebel Green, which is a woman owned green cleaning products company. We have Lakefront Brewery. Uh, they actually just got recertified. And so, of course, oh, that's wonderful. Lakefront Brewery was the first brewery in the country to have an organic beer. They were the first mm-hmm. to have a gluten-free beer. And they're they just recertified. So they're now been a B Corp. They're on their fourth year, which is and amazing. And an amazing fish fry. <laughs> well, and just great. Okay, let's just say it, great food in general. Yeah. And yep. if you haven't been on the Green Brewery Tour, go on the Green Brewery Tour. That's fun, too. Oh, great. That sounds like a great time, too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, other product companies in Milwaukee, we have Zin, Z-Y-N. So it's Zin Drinks. So if you're into healthy drinks, that's a really nice alternative. I'm trying to think of who else um, is in Milwaukee. We have also several companies in Madison. So there's an organization called Tribe Nine Foods, and they have several brands underneath them, Yum Butter, being my favorite mm-hmm. of their, I have tried Yum Butter of their sub brands, and so they're a food manufacturer uh, in Madison. And then, uh, gosh, I am blanking right now on other CPG companies in Wisconsin. Oh, I know, we have several coffee companies. I can't believe I forgot this. So the Metro Milwaukee area, Stone Creek Coffee became a certified B Corp. I want to say it was a year and a half ago ish. Oh, wonderful, yeah. And then um, in Madison, we have what's called the Just Coffee Cooperative. They were, I believe, our no, our seventh certified B Corp. They became a B Corp a year before Evolution Marketing did in 2017. And um, they they are a coffee roaster in Madison. And they, I love Stone Creek. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love both Stone Creek and Just Coffee. I really love coffee. And uh-huh. yep. I love B Corp coffee. And then there's this thing in Wisconsin called, or actually there's this thing in the world called a pending B Corp. You say, well, Lisa, what's a pending B Corp? That means if you are a business that started in your first year and you want to apply to become a B Corp, you can apply through the B Impact Assessment, but you get the designation of pending because you can't become a B Corp till you've been in business for at least one full year. So one of those pending B Corps is called Bear Lake Coffee, and they're in northern Wisconsin. And so they're working their way through now getting certification. Again, another coffee roaster. So mm-hmm. clearly coffee... <laughs> <laughs> are the ones that are sticking in your mind and... <laughs> yeah, well, it's because all of their coffee yep. is just delicious. <laughs> That's wonderful. 
And I know that there's some service providers. We do. We have probably, I'd say about 40% of B Corps are um, product manufacturers. So they're in the CPG space, like we were just talking about. And then I'd say probably another 40%-ish are service providers, which I think is really great. Um, So for example, we have... um, a financial company in Milwaukee called Riverwater Partners. I don't mm-hmm. so I don't know if you're familiar with them, but I am. <laughs> yep, they run um, sustain or you know uh, like ESG mutual funds, and yep. they do some wealth advising. Yeah, so they and I think I'd ask you when United originally met if you knew about them because I'm like they had just become a B Corp. They just got recertified, I believe. Yeah, they just got recertified this last year. Um, so they're, they're really interesting. So they're a professional service provider. We have my company, um, Evolution Marketing. We have a group in Madison called Cricket Design Work. And so it's a group of different creative artists that mm-hmm. work together to do graphic design and web development for clients. Um, i trying to think. We have what's called Workshop Architect. Workshop Architect. And they're in Milwaukee. And they're an architecture design fir- firm. Mm-hmm. And so they... I think they. I think they're going through their recertification right now. Oh yes, and of course we have Artisan Dental in Madison. I can't believe I forgot about Artisan Dental. Artisan Dental is uh, the nation's first carbon neutral general dentistry in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are also certified B Corp, and they were. They came in before Evolution Marketing. And Scott Anderson, um, one of the co-founders, was one of the co-founders of Be Local Wisconsin with me. Oh, that's great. Uh, and yeah. then, and then we. Okay, we. I mean, so I'm just go through like the co-founder list. Um, <laughs> then. And we also have, so Mary Stellatello owns a company called Vista Global Coaching and Consulting. And so she does coaching and consulting work with nonprofit entities, large entities. She's out of Madison, Wisconsin. Myself, Scott, Mary, um, Tom Eggert, who is a retired professor from UW-Madison. He um, was one of our co-founders, and he, he also founded the Wisconsin State Business Council. And then uh, a gentleman named Mark Sterick, who is a professor um, emeritus, I believe now, um, with multiple universities and sustainability. So that was the group of us who co-founded Be Local Wisconsin back in 2017 and 2018. That's wonderful. And then now you've got... 23 corporations in Wisconsin. Yes, and I have an entire board now, which is amazing. So instead of just the five of us who started Be Local Wisconsin, we have an entire board. We have uh, four committee chairs, and then we have committee members, um, which is super exciting. And our website is belocalwisconsin.org. You go check out the website to learn more. And we've done a, a, a lot of really great programming to help raise awareness, not just about the B Corp movement, but about sustainability in general and actions that we can each take within our organization. Because I found being in Wisconsin, people need help. They get overwhelmed when you start to think about what is sustainability? What does that mean? It's very overwhelming. It is, and how to, how to, how to start and ways to, ways to make some sort of impact in your personal life or your professional life you know, and, and, and live according to your values. You know, when you had mentioned the definition of sustainability, you know, I think of it as making things last longer. Yep, sustaining, right? Yep, and, and, and you can really apply that to the environment is the place where it's typically easily applied. It's also, you know, your, your body, mind, and spirit and your finances, you know, making like strategic and mindful decisions in all those areas and being rooted in what's important to you is is a is a step towards that as well. Couldn't agree so more. <laughs> with that, let's take another short break.
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, and my guest today is Lisa Giesenbauer, President of Evolution Marketing and Chair of B Local Wisconsin. Today we've talked a lot about certified B Corps and the stakeholder economy, history of all of that, what it takes to be a B Corp, how to recognize B Corps, where Wisconsin's at in in the evolution <laughs> of of stakeholder economy. So, you know, in this last segment that we've got, I was hoping we could, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on kind of how this ties back together again, that bigger topic of stakeholder economy and kind of what what that means and where is it headed? You know, what are some of the important pieces to consider for the future? So with that I'm I guess tackle what you want out of that <laughs> all of that for our last segment. Okay, so um, good question, and I'm going to try to break it down, and you can remind me if I missed something. <laughs> so, yes, we, I don't know. If, we talked about stakeholder economy, but I want to do a little bit more of a deep dive in the definition of that. Um, in Back in the summer, August of 2019, the Business Roundtable, uh, and for those of you who are not familiar, the Business Roundtable is made up of the CEOs of the 200 largest Fortune 500 companies, so that may change year to year mm-hmm. um, who's actually on the business roundtable. But the business roundtable issued a letter, um, and I'm going to call it my words. It was more of like a proclamation slash program change. <laughs> and what they said in this letter that came out, I believe it was August 19th of 2019, it said that we need to switch the way we think about earnings and um, how we're defining success. Again, this is my language, not the business roundtable's language, at least okay. Lisa's interpretation. And what they said is they said, we are going to move away from having your success being measured just on um, shareholder earnings. Instead, we're going to switch it. And we're going to say, we're going to measure a business's success based on its stakeholder results or stakeholders. So this is when we talk about a stakeholder economy. So mm-hmm. that means that uh, CEOs and C-suites, uh, so leaders of corporations and boards of directors, um, now have a new responsibility that is broader than just making money for global corporations. So now the Business Roundtable has said, we believe, as these, these leaders um, need to broaden that definition. So we need to look at what is the impact of our actions? What does that have on our workforce? Mm-hmm. As a stakeholder. As a stakeholder, because our workers are a stakeholder. Mm-hmm. Our customers are a stakeholder. The communities we're operating in are stakeholders. So bigger, broader definition. Um, and again, I'm not an attorney, so I can't debate the legal merits of this. But what I can <laughs> say is this shift really, I'm going to say, kicked open the door for a evolution and how people are thinking about um, business and how business should look and feel and operate. And then what's interesting slash ironic is that then a year later, literally we're in COVID. And to me, like looking back, I mean, it's fascinating. When we look back and we see, we see this this huge shift and those of us in the B Corp movement were really excited. We, we were like, this is great. We now have the business roundtable seconding and agreeing that this is important, that creating these stakeholder driven economies, like this is the future, right? Mm-hmm. COVID happens 
we are then forced to kind of implement some of this on the fly, right? Right. Where all of a sudden your workforce doesn't feel safe coming into the to the office or to the warehouse. So how do you then change your systems? You know, and COVID expedited that really quickly, right? Right, right. Obviously, your workforce is always very important, but that think of, thinking of them as a key stakeholder in yep. the business and in the overall economy as a Sounds like it's just kind of shifting of words, but but there's a real meaning behind that. There is. And then you think about Wisconsin, and you think about how we need so many workers to fill jobs. Mm-hmm. And the the state of our, I mean, we're under 3% unemployment as a state. Our counties are very low unemployment. Um, we're pretty much we're full worker for workforce participation rates. So how do you then attract talent? And then how do you keep that talent within your organization? Mm-hmm. Well, you do that by empowering talent to feel like they are a stakeholder in the organization, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that, that big shift is also all happening right now. Plus, as you had said before, many, many younger folks who are entering the workforce today. And we know that there's a whole lot of millennials in the workforce, and there's now a, a lot of Gen Zers who are entering right. the workforce. Um, both both those generations have strong concerns about not only the environment, but will will there be a place for them to live? Will there be Will they be able to gain access to food? Will food be healthy? You know, I mean, we have a lot of ecological challenges that we're seeing now because of severe storms and weather pattern change. So all of these things that are happening, the next generation, and then, I mean, I'm not even talking about like affordability for homes or inflation because that's its its own topic. Mm -hmm. But making sure that your workforce has the ability to earn a living that is, that they can earn a wage that will allow them to live the life that they would like to. I think though these are things that have come out of COVID, but that mm-hmm. also ties back into this whole stakeholder economy. And that's just one example is workforce. It could be the same thing for your supply chain. You know, right. Same thing for your community. There's a lot of com- competition to get different businesses to locate. Yes. And, and that's, you know, probably more along the lines of, say, tax rules. But, um, you know, there's a lot that happens in within those conversations and negotiations as well. Yes, and we're we're very fortunate in Wisconsin. We have really great graduation rates. We mm-hmm. have really and I don't remember off the top of my head what the rates were for last year, but I know historically Wisconsin's been I want to say in the top 5 for a number of students graduating from high school um, and just having a, a a level of really well prepared workforce or young mm-hmm. people um, who could go directly into the workforce sure. versus other states. So, And that's, you know, a lot of education, a lot of schools are bringing more of that in. It's not just only go to four-year college, go to no. four-year college. There's a lot more robust programs um, to to have a diversity of graduates and have choices and options for students for what they want to do because they've had a little experience and they know what they're driven for and driven to do. Um, it might not be the traditional four-year university. There's a lot a lot more options that I think a lot of communities are realizing that they need to support because of the workflow or workforce challenges that yes. we've seen. Well, okay, I just got to put a plug in. One of my clients is 
the Rocket Academy. So it's a new manufacturing dual enrollment high school located in the Cedar Grove Belgium School District in northern Ozaki County. Mm -hmm. And juniors and seniors in high school literally get certifications in manufacturing so they can literally leave high school and go directly into the workforce if they want. They also get a registered apprenticeship program. I mean, it's it, this program literally just started this past fall. So if you want to learn more, the Rocket Academy, Cedar Grove Belgium <laughs> School District. But I mean, my point is this work is so needed and schools mm -hmm. are shifting how they how they think and how they um how they're doing all of this, right? Because it's a right. it's a new world. We have to prepare. Right, right. That's great. And that, you know, this certified B core stakeholder economy, those are all different m movements feels like the right word, but yet, you know, kind evolutions. of a charged they're, word. Yeah. They're all evolutions, right? They're all evolutions of where things are going to go in the future. Well, Lisa, this has just been great. I've loved this conversation. You know, if people that ha are listening to this show want to know more about the work that, that you're doing for Certified B Corporations, for, you know, the local businesses around here, your own um, work that you do, where can they find more? They could go to green, G-R-E-E-N, mkting.com so it's green marketing shortened.com is our website and we have a lot of great free resources on the website as well and then if people want to learn about be local wisconsin it's be local wisconsin all spelled out dot o-r-g well thank you again for this for this conversation uh, as a reminder money sense airs on saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m and on sundays from noon to 1 p.m if you enjoyed today's show and you want to Learn more about Ellen Becker Investment Group and any of our upcoming events. You can visit ellenbecker.com or give a call to the office at 262-691-3200. And I hope that, you know, we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being with this show. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, and before we invest, we always listen.